The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I have two amazing guests. To get you ready for NXT, Tomasa Champa joins us here. We also talk about possible changes with NXT. And talking about changes, we have a new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And just 12 hours after his victory, Bully and I sit down with him. And that is Trevor Murdoch right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Bully Ray, my buddy. Long time no see. Very good to see you as well. Thank you, Tommaso. Nice to see you. Um, I'm going to need you to speak up a little bit because I don't hear so well out of my left ear anymore. So, uh... Is that a, a rupture eardrum that you got? I, uh, no, I think it was a broken eardrum that I got. Those, those stiff indie kids. <laughs> how, how are you doing? Um, lots of, lots of different things, transitional things going on within NXT right now. Ridge Holland tomorrow night. How's the world of Tommaso Ciampa right now? So I might get a little emotional. Uh, today was little Willow's first day of school. And when I say first day of school, this is the first time in three years that she's been apart from both Jesse and I at the same time, like ever, never had a babysitter. Never had daycare, nothing. So uh, it was a very uh, a roller coaster of emotions this morning. It was crazy. Uh, she's grown up too fast. Uh, so th- that is that is currently my world that I live in right now. Is a little girl at school and waiting for text updates as the day goes on, and just being by my phone constantly. Uh, really right. quick, can I just jump in here, bully? Um, as a father of a daughter. It doesn't get any easier, my friend. It doesn't <laughs> get any easier. My my That's my daughter. <laughs> my daughter just turned eighteen last week, and I really don't know what to do with myself anymore. I can't sleep. <laughs> I can't eat. I'm in constant fear. Peace of mind is a distant memory. So you got that to look forward to. <laughs> oh, so, so I'll take this one as a win, man. <laughs> Enjoy it. No, seriously, enjoy it because as you're going to find out, and as you already know, 
every, every month, every day, every week, it's like a different development. It's, it's oh, insane. Dude. And uh, it's going to be like that. It's, it's going to be frustrating, but it's going to be beautiful at the same time. So enjoy. This is just one step in that direction. So enjoy it. Yeah, yeah we are. We're enjoying each moment as they come because they go so freaking fast. And yep. uh, it's, it's been it's been an awesome three years. So today is just a, a big step in her being a big girl. So it's kind of crazy. And Did she you loves know- you, right? I'm sorry, Bully. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. And she loves you, right? She loves being with you every minute of the day. Oh, she loves yeah. you, right? I mean, when, we, when we said, hey, okay, mommy and daddy are going to go now. So we're going to say bye-bye. She looks at the two teachers and the kids in class. Okay, bye-bye. Like she's coming with us, you know? <laughs> like, all right. When, when she little, turns about... When she turns 16, that's all going to change, okay? Yeah. <laughs> just, just so you know, when I get to be I'll about 16. <laughs> you know what's interesting about this conversation so far? Uh, and, and, I, and I know our, our listeners are listening. They can't see. Hopefully later on they'll get some video here. I've never seen Champa smile before, ever. <laughs> and from the minute we've come on until now, he's ear to ear talking about his daughter. And I, it's, a, it's a different side <laughs> of you that, uh, that I, I, I'm enjoying a lot. Is being a dad something that you always knew that you wanted, you know, wanted to be? Yeah, yeah, man. This is like family for me is number one. It's always been number one. Uh, and I always wanted a little girl uh, real bad, too. You know, and it's funny because I hear a lot of guys say they want want to have a boy and I think for me it was just like I've already done that I kind of know what that's all about and I wanted something different and like new and like I just love the idea of her having her own interests and me learning about it and seeing like the world through her eyes and stuff so and it's funny you say the thing about the smile because coach Bloom says that to me all the time he's like I can talk to you for an hour about wrestling and there's nothing there. He's like I bring up your daughter for a second and it's like oh he he turned on guys He's, he's alive so yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's life changing, man. It's like you do, you chase this dream for your whole, for me, my whole adult life since I was 16, it was like in the trenches trying to figure out the wrestling world and the ups and the downs and the highs and lows and all that. And like, man, we had her right before I was going in for neck surgery and it's like how it, it just changes your, your values. It changes how you, your perception of everything how you look at the business, how you look at life. And it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's been the best, uh, the best experience I could have ever imagined. It's everything I'd hoped it'd be. And yeah, it, it probably, it might've softened me up just a little bit, bully. <laughs> well, you know, you don't live for you anymore. Like, you know, like well, yeah, that right. selfish <laughs> way. It's like, you're always constantly like, even when it comes to work and you're in your profession, you're always yeah. thinking about her and how it's going to affect her, which is, which is, it's a great way to be. It's a great way to live. It changes. Yeah. It changes the business aspect of, of wrestling. Like, you know, there's the passion is still there. The, I love the performance stuff, but when you're making any of those behind the scenes decisions, it's 100% surrounded by what's best for her, what's best for my wife, Jesse and like our family. And yeah, it, it's, it's different. It's, it's a lot to take in. When it comes to pro wrestling and the business that you're in, what is best for you right now? Trying to stay healthy is, is big. And the schedule is, is big. It's, I mean, you guys know if these last couple of years have been so unpredictable for the world and then how then that's affected just our small little bubble of wrestling with first losing crowds and losing 
travel and flying, going overseas, just going state to state. It's just that it's, it's all stuff that you couldn't really prepare for. And it's, it's forced everybody from, you know, the performers all the way up, but just talking on the performance standpoint, like it's really forced you to like reevaluate everything about it. Like how you wrestle, how your style, uh, what's important to you. Like what, what's important to me now when it comes to wrestling is it's all story. Like, and I've always been a story guy. I've always been, you know, somebody who tried to build towards moments and stuff, but, I think the pandemic and just it, it really pulled back on you weren't doing anything for a reaction anymore. Like you, you weren't basing anything in your match off of, off of noise. And when you got to strip that away and just go, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to build this for what I like or what I want it to look like. You know, I'm going to paint this picture in my vision that started to have an effect. And now that crowds are, are coming back, it's, I've noticed the carryover of that has been, pretty big so it's like i just think for me it, it's finding the right opponent the right platform uh being put in situations that still challenge me and and everything i get to do whether it's you know a 60 second promo or eight minute match or i get a 20 minute stage with a guy like walter it's just how do i make sure that that contributes to a legacy that i'm proud of like i want to be able to look back on the work that tomaso champa did and say like yeah that that represents me as the performer and as the person, you know, I, I want to be proud of what I've put out there. And, uh, and that, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. And, and, you know, NXT still provides that platform for me. So I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. You talked about finding the right opponent. One of the things that I have spoken to Dave about on the show was I was a bit concerned for you at one time because I'd seen you do everything in NXT, your level of physicality, your intensity. And I say to myself, damn, there's not many guys that can hang with Ciampa. Who's next for him? He, he needs somebody. Everybody needs somebody in wrestling. We can't just sit there and do it all on our own. And then along came Walter and WrestleMania weekend, you know, like two years ago. To me, it was the match of WrestleMania. I enjoyed it so much. To me, he compliments you so well. What is your feelings on Walter? What is your feelings on your in-ring chemistry with him? And is he the guy that you believe has brought the best out of you so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed working with him. Uh, he's one of those guys when I was doing tours in Germany and WXW, I really wanted to do something with, and it just never happened. So that was our first time ever even stepping in the ring together, which was cool. Cause I prefer that. I really like it when, uh, that, that unknown is like met right in front of a crowd. And, and there's just this, this certain kind of organic chemistry to that. Uh, it's hard for me to say who, who a best opponent would be. Ideally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a Walter. I do like it when I have, when I'm in a position as a heel and I get to work with a uh, underdog baby face, you can really get some uh, uh, sympathy. Okay. I feel like it puts, it puts me in a great position just because I'm definitely at my best and most comfortable when I get to play the heel villain aggressor role. Uh, but when I have to flip that and, and, and now I am playing more of a baby face role as of late. Yeah. A guy like Walter helps because my ugly mug doesn't really create a lot of sympathy and my style and my, just the way I carry myself. It's not very easy for me to get sympathy per se. It's more about the fight. And I need somebody like you had said, I need somebody to, 
that's going to match that and bring it out of me. Otherwise, what happens for me, I notice is I'm bringing the fight in. If the heel is a little cowardish or something, I, I, it's tough for me to really get all the people in and behind me. It's, it's almost like they feel like I don't need them. Like he's got this. He doesn't need us. But with a guy like Walter, it's like, no, no, no. He needs us. Every chair counts. Every, no, every, every noise we make or whatnot. So, yeah, Walter was great for that. I mean, there's, there's so many guys across the spectrum that I feel like do fit that, that role, whether it's, you know, NXT or Raw or SmackDown. I mean, even like just across the board, there's, there's so many opponents right now that I look at and I'm like, man, it, I, I do hope it happens. Like, that's a big part of what I'm, I'm looking forward to over the next five years, too, is just getting in there with more Walters, more people who it's my first time in there with them. And I get to just, you know, build that chemistry. You know, you're going up against Ridge Holland tomorrow night. Again, NXT Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time on USA. Bully says this all the time here on Busted Open. Consistently, NXT is the best pure pro wrestling show week in and week out. You know, I guess I guess I need some reassurance from from you. There's rumors that there could possibly be some changes. We're going to see a new logo. You read a lot of stuff on the internet. I guess Bully and I want to know, are we going to see the same NXT product moving forward on USA? I mean, there's, there's always noise in wrestling. You know, it's just, it, that's all I can chalk it up for now. I, and I, I did, I'll be the first to admit, man, I got caught up in it a lot uh, five, six, seven years ago, whatever it may be. And, you know, you really point where I was reading the internet and, and keeping up on it and stuff. And I, I've tended to pull back a lot from that, especially the last few years since having, having a, a daughter, I, it's, I don't know if it's a combination of, I don't have time. And I just realized that how little it affects my life. You know, it, it, it it's rumblings, it's rumors. Uh, I did see the logo and I don't know. Cool. Like I, I'm not very picky. Like I'm not a, I'm not one of those fashionistas, you know? I, yeah, sure. You threw some paint splatter on a, on a gold and black logo, whatever, uh, you know, it's fine with me. Uh, NXT for me, it, it's, it, it's hard sometimes for me to articulate it. It's when I was sitting at home back when I lived in Charlestown, I still remember the exact moment, man, I was watching on my phone NXT arrival and I saw Cesaro in the ring with Sami Zayn and just went, I gotta, I gotta be there. I have, it's the first time I've ever felt that way. And at that point, I think I'd been wrestling for like 12 years. And I was like that, I have to be, it just, it, so what it represented, it was like, it was taking the indie style and it was putting the lights behind it and the music and the production and going, Hey, we're going to deliver. Bell to bell, we're going to deliver, but we're also going to have a commentary team that can support it and tell our story. And we're going to have entrances and this, this awesome vibe and crowd and atmosphere. And it, ju it just had everything that I personally loved about pro wrestling as a kid growing up. And then I started to watch it continue to grow. At that time, I, I want to say I was in Ring of Honor and I was watching from a distance and going, oh, man, now they're running a pay-per-view called TakeOver once every three to four months and they're building storylines and everything means something and there's a purpose and a matter and as a as a fan i can get invested because i feel like they're gonna pay it off for me they're not just gonna forget my story in a week or two they're gonna actually see things through and then that's what attracted me and when i got to the to the company and i had that opportunity and johnny and i got brought in not signed 
for the Dusty Classic and everything that's transpired my entire time there, it's it's fulfilled that that like desire and it, it's lived up to every expectation and hope I had. So it, I don't know, man. What what's to come for me? Is like I'm still there, right? I'm still in NXT and, and Hunter and Sean and all these great minds who it's their vision are still there. On a week, I see them every week. Every time I go to TV, they're there. So it's it's hard for me to to read in too much to an internet report when like my day to day life, my week to week life hasn't really changed a lot. You know, I'm still going to work and saying, Hey, I think my promo can get the best reaction and tell the best story this way. I think the match could go this way or that way. And we're still being heard and we're still seeing our visions, you know, be, be being delivered and put through on, on camera to, to a, a wider crowd at home through USA and stuff. So it's hard for me to buy in too much to like, I, I just don't think I'm going anywhere. You know, so and as long as as Tommaso Ciampa gets 10, 15 minutes on NXT, you're going to see you're going to see me doing what I I do best and what NXT does best. I'm going to represent the company that, you know, the way I've been representing it the last six years. You mentioned uh, Sean, <clears throat> you mentioned Hunter, one of the greatest tools I think that NXT talent has at their disposal are the minds of a Triple H and a Shawn Michaels and a Terry Taylor and a Matt Bloom, and all of the, you know, the great people behind the scenes. Your style of wrestling, and I, I can appreciate how you're trying to get more into the storytelling aspect, but your style doesn't necessarily fit the mold of any of those guys backstage or as, as fans, what we know them to be. Who do you find yourself going to when you need pointers, tips, storytelling aspects, promo help? Who is your go-to agent? Yeah, so it's different for each each category. And, like, I kind of – I play to their strengths. Like, I, I love talking with Norman Smiley, uh, and it's always specific moments I'm looking for out of him. It's like, hey, man, I, I just want to grab this. It, uh, the chin lock is my go-to. I just – I think if you, you put it on the right way, to me, that's my, my, my bread and butter. But if I'm like, hey, I'm just, you know, doing this thing with Walter and – we want to tell the story with the chop and, and working over his hand. You got any tricks that you haven't seen in a while or that, you know, you can pull out. And man, sometimes Norman will even come back to me a week later and be like, Hey, I was thinking about what you said. And here it is. And so it's, it just depends what I'm, I'm reaching for. I'm also lucky that like, not only we got our, our, our crew at the performance center with NXT, but we've had so many people come in and out of that door. And we've had so many opportunities to go up for different pay-per-views that you start to branch out and meet, people and like i'm i've always been one to uh i don't really shy away from asking questions and i don't shy away from approaching somebody and and just you know trying to pick pick their brain for what it's worth so like a guy like paul Heyman is someone that i clicked with really quickly when we met and we had a couple one-on-ones and stuff and i keep in touch with so if it's a promo i'm going i'm going to paul i'd say i don't know, 95 percent of the time you know another one and i it's weird. I guess I'm name dropping at this point, but, and I hope he doesn't mind, but like seen as a guy who uh, is, you know, he's obviously a mastermind for his craft and promo. You're name dropping. You're name dropping. I am. You know, you asked who I go to, you know, and I know that's what it is, but like, it's just, it's just how far the reach goes. Like when it came to heel psychology, man, I would, I'd be going into a takeover every time. And I would, literally write out all my ideas in an email and send it to edge and say, Hey, 
uh, what am I missing? Is there anything you would do to garner just a little more heat or a little more sympathy? And is there any way to stretch one of these spots and make it bigger? Am I, am I looking at one thing and going, oh, that's going to be huge, but it's really not going to be, or I'm looking at it and going, oh, that's just a, a simple bump. But you look at it and you go, no, 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 you could really get mileage out of this. So yeah, like it was, I, I would say he's the psychology guy as a heel. When it's at NXT, there's a lot with Norman, um, a good amount with, with, you know, Regal and Brookside are there and they're very good with aggression and just, you know, making the most of, of each facial expression and just how they might react to something that, you know, if, if you don't have the opportunity to say words or you can't just go straight to fisticuffs, they can, they might be able to pull you in a different direction of how you could give that same emotion to the people just by, by the look in your eyes. Um, and Hunter, I would say of all the people, Hunter's the most similar stylistically to me. So when it comes to, to we have a very similar uh, uh, mind when it comes to match layouts and the finishing stretch of a match and stuff. And so he's one of those guys who I think when, when I chat with him, like it's very easy for us to get on the same page or like me to finish a sentence of his or vice versa, just because we, we, I think we just look at the overall picture, very similar of like, you know, if we want to pull back here because we're going to pay it off in a month or if it's time to, this is the time we got to pay it off. Right. Like with, you know, Walter was a perfect example. It was only a three week story and it was on day one. We tried to draw out like, okay, how do we want to play three weeks worth of that? We're only going to give them the chop on week one. We're going to give them the chop and the necklace on week two. On week three, we're going to give them the meaning of the necklace so that now it pulls on the heartstrings a little bit. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the S. XM app free for most subscribers. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Your NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Trevor Murdoch. Trevor, good morning to you. Hello, gentlemen. How are you guys? How are you? <laughs> I am excited. I am tired. I am uh, I'm beat up, uh, but I am I'm happy. I don't know any other way to put it. Uh, I am extremely happy. Uh, dreams don't come true for most people. And last night, listen, the, the intro you guys just gave me, that was a dream come true. It could not have gotten any better except if Harley was there with me. Trevor, when I first of all, congratulations! I am very happy for you. Um, Thank you. When I, you're welcome. And when I was watching last night, and Rick is talking to you, and he's looking you dead in the eyes, I, I'm looking at your face, and I almost, for lack of a better term, I, I'm I'm seeing a deer in the headlights because I don't even know if you thought that that moment was possible. And when moments like that happen to us, sometimes we get so caught up and the adrenaline is running so high that we don't remember the moments. What do you remember of that moment with Ric Flair and him talking to you? And can you describe your very real emotions that had to be going through you right then and there? Um, well, first, I didn't expect Rick to even come out like that. Um, I was already uh, doing my best. You know, you try to be a man in this business, and I was doing my best to try to not cry, to be absolutely honest with you. And then when I seen Rick there, uh, it was, I, was, I was fighting back tears. Uh, one of the things I remember is um, I, had, I, I, was, I was emotional, and Rick said, you are the champion. And I, I don't know if you looked at the tape, I popped my head up. And that kind of woke me up a little bit out of what was going on in the haze that I finally did this. And I'm standing in front of the greatest NWA world champion in the chase. And I just, I just, I couldn't believe it. Um, there, like you said, bully, there are bits and pieces. I've actually got to go back and watch it because um, it was all just a whirlwind of uh, emotions. 
I feel I, I'm usually not at a loss for words because to be absolutely honest with you, part of me was expecting to have this conversation about that being my last match, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, first of all, thank you for coming. I mean, you just won the NWA championship 12 hours ago. So it hasn't even been a full day that you've held on to that 10 pounds of gold. Did it feel any different for you this morning when you woke up? What were, what were the thoughts that were going through your head when your head lifted off that pillow this morning? Um, I picked up my phone and every social media platform I have has blown me up with text messages of love and support and respect. And um, I've <clears throat> everybody's got their detractors, I guess, out there. But I've seen nothing but love for me over this. And um, I couldn't – it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like all my hard work and everything that I've invested in this business, pro wrestling, you know, it paid off, man. I Last night was a Cinderella story for sure. Um, and it doesn't happen for a lot of people. Um, and it sure as hell doesn't happen for me. Um, but to stand in the chase in that NWA ring with a sold out crowd with Ric Flair holding my hand up in the, in, in one hand and the NWA world title in the other, I, um, I couldn't have asked for a better moment. I really couldn't. If Billy Corgan sits you down today and says, Trevor, the decision is yours. Does Nick Aldis get a rematch? Yes. Yes. Why? I've, um, <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, even though Nick and I personally uh, don't get along with philosophies of the business, Nick has earned his opportunities. The man's been a, was a champion for 1,044 days. He brought virtually brought the NWA back. Um, to the forefront of pro wrestling. When he was world champion, he carried that championship with grace, humility, um, dignity. Um, he, he is everything that when Harley would talk to me about what a champion should be, Nick checked all those boxes. So I would be doing the, the world title a, desert, a, a disservice if I didn't give him that opportunity and he, if he wanted it. The next time we, yes, absolutely, <laughs> sure, sure. The next time that we see you, is Trevor Murdoch in a three-piece suit, or do you have on jeans, boots, a flannel with cut-off sleeves, your hat on backwards, with a big hunk of chaw in your jaw? You know, it's funny. My wife asked me damn near that same question last night, and uh, I said, "Well, maybe I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still be me." You know what I mean? That's what got me here. That's what's carried me through my whole career. I'm still going to be me. Uh, but I, I do believe I have a, a, a promo coming up. Uh, my first promo is NWA world champion. And I think I'm going to wear a suit jacket, but that's about it, man. Like that's about it. Like I, that's about, I, I dress up like I'm going to church, man. I, that's about it for me. You ain't going to get me any prettier. I, I'm sure you were ultra focused um, on your match as you should have been. Did you get a chance to see any of the other matches uh, on NWA 73? I caught the very first match, um, and uh, those guys went out and killed it and did some amazing things. And after I watched that first match, 
I actually walked walked away from the monitor because they did such a great job that I didn't want that to make me more nervous because <laughs> of the level of, of those guys. Everybody, I, the women's and power show, and all the guys on on the seventy three, they all stepped it up to a whole nother level. Um, tonight, I plan on sitting down and watching the whole show and giving everybody their due respect to watch the matches. I just, I couldn't have, um, to be honest with you, I couldn't have any other wrestling in my head except what I had going. If that makes any sense, you know, I didn't, uh, my brain was full and I felt that if I watched somebody else's stuff, it may affect what I had going on that evening. I'm usually not like that, but this was, this was the most important match of my life. It's the biggest moment of my life. I'm, it's very going to be very difficult for me to ever go any higher than what I am um, because I'm I'm the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and to be absolutely honest with you, I don't think it gets any better than that. You're the NWA Champion. You just said you don't think it gets any better than that. But when it comes to this business and we have to look at ourselves in the mirror um, and the brutal honesty comes out, how proud of you of how proud are you of yourself? I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, I, I, that's a crazy question because I never really thought of it like that. Really. I just, um, I don't know, man. I'm, I did it. Like I'm, I'm still in shock and I, and I wish I could give you a, a way better, more integral and more intelligent answer at this moment, but I'm, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that I've, I've made it. I'm able to, I'm able to stand up and look at people and go, if you work hard enough, if you don't give up, if you don't take no for an answer at the end of the day, it, 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 there's a, it, you win. You just can't give up. I don't know any other way to put that. Like you just, I wasn't going to allow myself to be able to, walk out of this business not knowing that I gave everything I had. Um, and at the very least, if I did lose last night, I knew that it wasn't because I wasn't uh, the man. It's just because it wasn't me. It wasn't, I wasn't good enough. But that didn't work out like that. I, I proved to myself and to the world that I can, I can step on the grand stage in front of, uh, across from one of the toughest competitors I've ever been in the ring with. And I can go and I can win. Um, now what I do with that moving forward is up to me. You're in the main event on an historic weekend for the NWA. The importance of the whole weekend and you're the final match of the weekend in the main event going for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. What went through your mind just before going out there last night? Um, I was thinking of Harley. I was thinking of Lance Cade. I was talking to Rick. I was thinking that <clears throat> I'm about to walk out to where the greats have been and do my, do my damnedest to create magic. Um, part of that was, you know, Trevor don't fuck up. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the other part was just to enjoy it and be, and, and, and live in the moment. Um, those, that crowd, St. Louis, really turned out for that show. Um, I just wanted to go out there and, and prove to the world that just because I got a little weight around my belly doesn't mean that I can't go out there and go. 
my favorite little line is don't let the fat fool you. There's an athlete in this body. Um, hey, you know what, Trevor? <laughs> Dusty never had abs. <laughs> well, I, 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 I can't even begin to compare myself to Dusty. Uh, but I, I, he, there's just so many more better wrestlers out there than people get a chance to see because we tend to degrade them because of the way they look and not judge them by their ability and their talent. Uh, tonight or last night, if anything, that was proof that you don't have to have a six-pack abs and be jacked and cut to go out there and tell a story, get an emotional connection to the crowd, and just wrestle. Um, I remember as a young kid that it was the stories. not And they weren't intricate stories. They were simple, real-life stories that everybody could understand. Um, that's what the NWA has allowed me to do, is to tell a simple story that everybody understands. And last night was the payoff for it. You were broke into this business old school by Harley. You came up old school. You have an old school mentality. You've learned the old school ways. The most important question I can ask you is this. Did you sleep with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship last night? <laughs> I did not sleep with it. was very close to me. Um, my, it was very close, and it was in eyeline. Um, um, my beautiful wife was with me last night, and she felt semi-creeped out about it because I popped it up on the desk, and it's, you know, it's staring right at me. And I can sit up from my bed and look and go, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't dream this. Because oh, I almost, <laughs> I lived this morning, I almost woke up just a little bit scared that maybe this was uh, one of those, you know, lucid dreams you have every once in a while. But no, there she sat, sweet Charlotte, right there on the desk this morning, same place I left her last night. Um, last question for me, and thanks so much for the time. Like I said, you just won this NWA championship 12 hours ago. So to have you on this morning has been that's just a great capping of what just so you know trevor like the minute bully and i went on the air this morning at 9 a.m eastern time we we've been getting phone calls from people who were there you know this weekend people wanting to talk about the nwa like full bank the entire show so a big part of that is because of the match that you had with nick aldis last night and the history that was made last night did you have a chance, and I know there must have been a thousand things going through your head during that match, but did you have a chance to enjoy that moment last night? Oh, 100%. Um, they, you know, it was, I, I'm in the ring, they give me a microphone, and they're like, just go talk. Um, and I'll be honest with you, the only thing that I could do was just appreciate everything in the moment. Um, when I got to the back, to have all the boys standing there clapping and cheering and hugging me. Um, that's, those are, the, those are some of those moments that I'm never going to forget is the respect from my peers um, and my colleagues and people that have, um, that have been there with me partially through throughout this journey. Um, but to also have my wife, my two sons, my best friend and my nephew there, uh, people that have, been with me and, and had to, um, I guess, for the better term, struggle because I was folk chasing my dream 
um, it was nice to pay it off for them too. Um, there's nothing cooler than having your little five-year-old boy run into the ring after you've just gotten your ass kicked for 20 minutes and come hug and kiss you. Um, my 15-year-old was, I mean, I'm getting emotional just talking about it now. My 15-year-old come running in, hugging, crying. My wife crying because they knew how important this was to me and for them to sit there and be able to, to witness it. Um, those are the moments that I'm truly thankful for. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.